Welcome back to Sound Flick Podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Skywalker Mike, hey. and to the left of me. Hey, yo, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Young Cine, Young Flocko, out here. And to my, okay, that's the north behind me. So to my southwest. Southeast, bro. If the north is over there. North, southeast. Not see, even man, southeast, just straight east. See, like when I'm home, I know where the mountains are at. In this, where we're recording, I don't know where the mountains are at from it's here. Right, so, bro. It's okay. On this way of the compass, <laughs> my brother, right in front of me. Which compass? Do oh, you know where the mountains are at, friends? The mountains are this way. Yeah. Okay. Dorothy's see, I don't know. <laughs> Ghost and Oh, mountains are that way. Yeah, so no, the mountains are correct. that way. Okay. We need so to get to the southwest so, region. All right, whatever, whatever. Hey, bro, you're right. Aren't you from the south? We need to get a guest no. navigator. No. <laughs> you carry yourself like you're from the south. Like I'm from the south? Now, uh, it's your boy, Narik. That's cool. You already know. You with them sound flick boys. You're just very hospitable, bro. Yes. Very hospitable. You love good food. I appreciate that. Like, you know, when you think south, you think like comfort. Yes. Yes, you're very. You make people comfortable. Oh, I appreciate that, man. It's the, I do like bringing some comfort to any space that I'm in, for sure. How? What's your thread count on your sheets? Um, I think like 400. Comfortable. Same. Yeah. Comfortability. And I just got, um, what is it? The satin pillow covers. Okay. You know, so it's like the same, like the do-rag material, okay. but I got it on the pillow covers. Because you're growing in the waves. Of course. And so you have to... I see what you're... <laughs> I, I see. to get wavy you feel me? in general. Skywalker, what's your thread count on your sheets? Do you I know? have no idea. I uh, just bought... See, just, he just be... That's the answer of a low thread count kind of guy right there. He's no, like, I oh, bought I no whatever idea. was at Kohl's. That <laughs> no, wonder, no wonder why your hair is so frizzy. I know. So, <laughs> low thread count. <laughs> somebody actually told me sleeping with a silk pillow covers yeah. um, helps your hair or yeah. whatever. I didn't yeah. know that. I just, because when silk, you sleep with the other ones, it like... Your hair pressing up against that, it starts to break and pull mm. and all of that. And this one just like cups your hair. Interesting. In, in. Yes. Yeah, sleeping on silk, I don't have good experiences with it because I feel like I just sticky. slide. It just you just get sticky. Mm. My house off. is very old. So like when it gets hot, it's really hot. Yeah. I so like, that. you know what I mean? Plus I'm a big dude. So I, I already mean, I don't sweat. have any central air in my place. So like I have to sleep with the door open to the to the balcony and like nice. it's just that's the only way. Without that, it's, it's horrible. Audience, we need to know your thread count. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, let us know. I we'll need to know if sheets. our viewership has 400 or more. If you like Skywalker with 100 or less. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're sleeping in freaking potato sacks. <laughs> Anyways, how y'all doing? Still comfy. So it's been a while since we've... <sighs> Guys, movies are back. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like the best way to put it. Like, Yeah, I think we've been wanting to touch on these movies. But there was like five movies that came out the same week and we couldn't. Watch them all. Yeah. Some well, they them, also dropped within a three-week span. Yeah. Some of them like came out on Netflix, some on HBO Max, and some not at all. So, well, pretty much we're open. Yeah, we're open. We out we're here. Back, we're back open. Theaters are back open. AMC stock is rising. Yes. You know, keep them diamond hands to the oh, moon. To the moon, y'all. We going to the moon. Um. Yeah. The movies are back open, and we couldn't be happier. Um, it's just, it's, we missed it. We missed it. If you guys have been listening to us, you've been, you've heard about our trip that we, that we made to just go see Tenant. We out of had state. to leave out of state. That's how crazy and how That's dedicated how we've been. So, um, I forgot we did that. Now it was, it was awesome. Now all we got to do yeah, and hot. <laughs> go to AMC because I'm assuming at this point we're all stockholders. If you're not a stockholder, AMC, get your free popcorn. 
hey man, they're not paying yeah. us yet, so we can't tell. AMC, people. pay us. <laughs> yeah, that is what needs to happen. Not in sure. popcorn. I need no. the check. Yes. Please. I need cheddar, not popcorn. Ah, bars. You know, I, see you I still got it a little bit. I haven't been, I haven't been doing it for a while. So, it's just been, know. it's been a week. Yeah. But you know what happens at the end of the week? What happens? Movies release. That's right. <laughs> Movies released, and it's the best thing ever. Being able to. Thursday after work, you know what? It's been a rough day. Let That's me check my phone. Fandango, what do you know? There's two seats available to go see Corella. Oh, hey, tomorrow there's seats to go see The Conjuring 4. The Conjuring 3. The Conjuring. Is it 3? Yes, Either way, the devil made me do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Which no. I'm kind of confused about with that movie because is it? it's always the same people? Yes, like, Ed and um, I'm not, Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine, Lorraine. What's their last name? Warren. Warren. The Warrens. Okay. So I'm not okay. sure because I know this isn't it your. It felt like it was like a, a like like a back in time, but they were still the same. Oh no. Yeah. You so know, that's what it kind of horror like. movies. If you guys don't know, and horror movies aren't Nareeks. Um, favorites. No, yeah. it's not, not Narik. It's not my and forte. You will never catch Narik at a horror movie going oh, yeah. because he wants to enjoy it. Yep. Most yep. of the time, if he goes, is because we're dragging him along with us. Yep. And Which even then, yet. we're gonna think. get a. Even then, we have to buy his ticket, and he's going to give us backlash throughout it. Yep. He's going to be like, it's a waste of my money. Nariki didn't buy it. You exactly. Might, I might even throw some popcorn. Who knows? So mm-hmm. so the thing with that it's movie, a waste, I guess since we're on the Conjuring topic, is uh, the first one takes place, I think, in the 60s or 70s. Mm-hmm. And then time goes forward, 70s. And then this recent one, I think, is 80s or something like that. Yeah. So this um, one's technically supposed to be the last Conjuring series because this is the last... Um, conjuring because it's based the on case, real stories. The from cases, yeah, the real cases that they went through. So obviously, they get uh, dramatized. You know, like mo- like of shows course. like The Haunting mm-hmm. or like Amityville Horror. You know, it's usually just blown out of proportion, but the basics are there. Okay, right. Yeah. So they conjured everything that they could conjure up. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So, but the the center or like the core of everything is always the. Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren have done tons of exorcisms mm-hmm. and been okay. a part of some exorcisms. And usually okay. those are the core of the Conjuring films. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not sure if you watched the video I sent, but there's a long... Um, no, I don't che- read your text watch Sorry. your videos. What's Audience, with you? please, I, I, I'm, I'm, we will put a link in the description <laughs> of this video. Um, but there is a timeline of the Conjuring series oh, because yeah. it doesn't just okay. fall within the Conjuring Yeah, movies. the first one is The Nun. Yeah. So The Nun, that happens in the 1800s? No. No, that's like 40s or 50s because that's it's well, pretty so much... technically... Lo- it's Lorraine Warren, just younger. Right. No. So the, so the actual nun, you have to take it all the way back from like the actual nun that gets possessed. And then you jump over to yeah. the 40s where it's Lorraine Warren. So the nun started it and then exactly. everybody just keeps getting So possessed. there's a whole world from mm. the nun to La Llorona to… Yeah, La Llorona. To the Conjuring movies. Annabelle this, yeah, is a and separate um, entity. But it's in the just, same universe. They're just different inhumane spirits. Um, uh, the nun is reoccurring though. Okay. And the… The for in the nun, the second one, and I think that was it after they tied it up. Yeah, but Annabelle's Annabelle, you're always gonna see in because Ed and Lorraine Warren they have a room in their house where they actually keep knickknacks from the different things they're kind of like horcruxes. Yeah, is a good way to okay. So, like, um, things that spirits attach themselves to and then they put them in the room and they. Every like that month. doesn't sound smart at all it, to do that. Uh, no, because it's the room not, is blessed and it actually every contains month, the evil. Every month, it it's blessed once a month, and 
since at first I was like, damn, that is why would you put all those yeah, artifacts? Maybe, in your yeah, house? I wouldn't do that. Um, but like even Annabelle is like in their room. Yeah. So all the Annabelle movies as well tying together okay. because these core like demons that are using these movies actually. So whenever end you see up, like an Annabelle movie, somebody missed their monthly appointment. No, no, I, the Annabelle movies are prequels to Ed and Lorraine. For the most so part, yeah. They're okay, not in gotcha, those movies. Gotcha, gotcha. So they're, okay. it's kind of like a spinoff. That's yeah. why you have to watch the timeline videos to read. It, I don't watch anything you send me. It's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> not your girl. That's your problem. <laughs> it's interesting that they even created a horror timeline as, it's not too complex, but it's, it doesn't always involve Ed and Lorraine. It's either, you know, uh, the spirit, the different inhumane spirit, like in Annabelle and the nun. And the Curse of La Llorona too. I don't know if you heard of that movie. I never I seen it. I haven't even heard of but it. But it's the same universe. Okay. Yeah. And um, that's because those and same demons, director James yeah. Wan. He was actually supposed to do. Oh, James Doctor Wan Strange. did all those. Yeah, those oh, okay. are all his. Yeah, he was supposed to do uh, Doctor Strange. Well, that was when they were going to make Doctor Strange a horror, a horror movie. movie. Right. And yeah. then there's creative differences. He said later, yeah. "I'll go do another. I'll go finish The Conjuring Three. <laughs> As far as we know, Multiverse of Madness could be that. But that's for another pod. But overall, the movie is... I, I thought it was pretty decent. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty decent. Okay. Yeah, it was better than the second one. The second one, because I rewatched everything mm-hmm. after I saw The Conjuring 3. Because I was like, oh, let me let me just watch them in order. Because it's kind, of, it's kind of like Marvel. Now that everything's out, you're like, let me watch it in order. And right. see so where it's similar, it makes sense. Yeah, see how everything connects. So I started with The Nun... And I went to The Conjuring, and then I went to The Conjuring 2, which is my least favorite. It's just super, it's just kind of cliche uh, mm-hmm. yeah. horror. And then it gets to The Conjuring 3, which is a little bit of a twist. Because mostly all the, I guess, the the villains in those Conjuring movies or in the universe is always an inhumane spirit. But mm-hmm. for this one, there was actually, um, I guess, a Satanist. Actually, somebody who was alive who was the villain. Yeah. Mm. Who was conjuring up. Um, an inhumane spirit. He was doing rituals and stuff. It, like yeah, that. She, it was a witch. Yeah, she was a she, witch. Oh, and she um, there was like an old ritual where you had to get um, don't say like, the ritual. I'm not gonna say the ritual. Before but, something happened, no. but you had to get Next three. You, you had know, to get three people. Staff over here. <laughs> Turning into something. That, Why is you know Derbs I mean? in the sky right now? Yeah, like we don't want Derbs floating real quick. Like that's that's not gonna be great. So, yeah. um, but either way, um, there were, I think it was like the lovers. So like it'd be like Ed Warren, then it'd be like the young child, which is like the main kid who got like possessed in the beginning. Okay, and then I forget what the third yeah. one was. Pretty but, much, they show what we thought would be the whole movie right in the beginning. Okay, so it's like, oh, you're not even gonna tell us how that happened. It's like it, it just happened, and then it goes into a different case. It's the same family, but it's like reoccurring. Mm-hmm. Okay. The demon just attached itself to um, a different family member and mm-hmm. so on. Um, so I thought that was interesting that they pretty much showed what would have been the movie mm-hmm. right in the beginning. Because okay. that's usually the the cliche or that's usually the storyline they go. They didn't want to do like a murder house thing again. Gotcha. That's what I heard. They wanted it to expand and take it to different places instead of just being in a house the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, I guess that's where the witch so did, came into place. did this film... So, okay. So, now that there is a witch that is conjuring up these things, do they right. believe that that witch has always been doing that? 
Like, no. So it, it, it just happens to be recent. So the main story when this kid got possessed was three weeks prior to the first opening scene, which is his exorcism. Okay. So it just it happens very rapidly. Um, and then they just do their investigating on hearing different stories because they end up fighting, uh, finding a uh, like a totem underneath the house. And this kid, unin- uh, he invited this spirit into him by literally all he did was lie on a bed, kind of like in a cross so, position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that offered the demon to possess yeah. the kid. Just because, unknowingly happened. Yeah, he okay. just so happened to. So they don't lie in the bed. They literally, they Check. literally just moved into the house that day. Yeah, literally, like, yeah. So. It was cool. They kind of did show how the kid got possessed, but um, very briefly. So, did they wrap up the universe, or is it like it can go anywhere? Um, it's like tec- it it's technically always been an open ended universe. Yeah. That's the cool thing about the yeah, Conjuring movies, at least. Yeah, because okay. even with part two, I didn't think there was going to be part three, or after part one, mm-hmm. I didn't know. It was but be that's part because two. these people have had had so many cases that they've taken care of. Yeah, I feel like it is. They can maybe do another one. Um, I'm not sure if I don't think it's what's his name Patrick Wilson. I don't think Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Wilson. I don't think Patrick Wilson's gonna want to do another one. Uh, you know, I'm curious as to like I feel like horror movies have always been in a certain time period. Mm-hmm. Like it's either current or it's in the past. Right. Do you think that they can successfully make a horror movie that doesn't deal with aliens, um, in like set in the future, like? Like zombies, like, like exaggerated <laughs> future, like, tech, like, exa- like crazy yeah, tech. like like tech future. You know what I mean? Oh, probably not. Um, they tried to do that with Chucky. Remember? No, I thought it was Jason. No, no. Oh yeah, no, no with the no with the new Chucky the, though. The recent Chucky with all the electronics. Oh, yeah. oh you didn't watch it, right? Possessed. The one uh, the oh, Mark yeah, the Mark yeah, Hamill yeah. Chucky. Yeah, where it was all the um, it's like basically the toys and stuff. It's like basically that, right? Apple, yeah. but yeah, Apple is like as if Apple made it Chucky or Amazon Alexa exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, I feel like that's like a monster thing. I'm just wondering it, where they're going to intersect, you know, that kind of possession and tech. Is um, it ever going to like kind of come together in a way that doesn't say like, oh, you know, it's the tech that's doing it. You know what I mean? Like that's some. Yeah. That's so whack, I think that's a different kind of horror curious. though, because that's, that's AI, right? Like kind of like Jackie Yeah, movies. I guess it, it could, could be. It could be AI that can like. Make that movie like an actual horror, like, though, not like a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, mm-hmm. not not really post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Like we're just a regular society. It just right. so happens to be we're in, let's say, you know, we're in 2050 2000- Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. So like 2058, something like that. We got a little floating, you know, hovering cars. Nothing crazy. It's not like super in the future, but just like enough where you know you can kind of tell that story in there. I feel like that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Cause I feel like I just um, noticed that horror is always in a certain date and time. Yeah, but I also feel like it was way more commonplace then, if that makes sense. Um, just because usually if you get these movies, they're from true stories. So I feel like that's why it's always based in the past because it's always yeah. that's what I guess they people always, in. They do try yeah, to do base people it still off have real life like events? like do they have those kinds of stories nowadays? Like if people get attacked in the spirit and whatnot. Yeah, like dude, I don't I feel I'm, like we don't hear about that at I all. I feel like it's not as exaggerated. Much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, see, I see what you mean though, because I'm aside from it being AI, I'm sure that there's still people that get attacked in the spirit. There's still demonic attacks. There's still when people get. I'm pretty sure there's exorcisms like happening nowadays. We I just mean, don't know. Maybe. About them. Yeah, yeah. I feel I, like I it, they they try and take it to like a third world country or like 
some other place that's not yeah. technologically advanced. Probably. And I'm just like, so is the narrative like we have to get that, a certain amount is, of tech before this happens? That is one thing happens? I thought about. Um, like with the cases after they died, like did the cases die off? You know, type thing. So so like that's a very interesting question, I guess. Um, I don't know where they would get even stories. I mean, because if Ed and Lorraine still have stories, then cool, but... Um, if they would want to expand the conjuring past them, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess they would have to see if there's. I'm pretty sure there is, maybe just not touched on as much. So before um, we jump, once we start getting to demon possessed robots, that's, that's AI. Like, that, Isn't that's that AI just, though? Would that not be AI? Well, so put it this way: Have you ever played Five possessed. Nights at Freddy's? No. Five Nights at Freddy's is a, it's kind of like yeah. I guess what you're trying to say. Um, they're animatronics. So think of a Chuck E. Cheese, right? All okay. those animatronics inside okay. this old rundown pizza place. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually possessed by spirits of dead children. Gotcha. And you're mm-hmm. basically a security guard and you have to protect yourself from all these animatronics trying to get, that to, sounds trying like to, get to you. Yeah, it does sound like Chuck E. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I think it just comes back to that. But I have. It's like I Chuck E. and Chuck E. Cheese put yeah, together. Chuck E. and Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. Um, but I, I see what you mean. But I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. Now I kind of want to write a screen, screenplay for it. But I'm know, pretty man. sure we gotta we gotta look for this. I think so. Before mm-hmm. we jump we jump to the next like movie, I think placing something in the future, it's always gonna kind of go back to its roots mm-hmm. because like us being like right, we have our faith, right? There's always that faith based way to kind of take care of those things. Right, because obviously there's ghost hunters that have their yeah. EMF readers and temperature. Right, that's using all technology using mm-hmm. that that you have. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, temperature you're gonna, you're gonna right. need your Bible, you're gonna need your cross, you're gonna need holy water. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like it, you can always play it a good mixture, but I don't think it would be as appealing to have something in the future. Yeah. Kind of dealing with exorcism. I'm kind of curious about the new Ghostbusters movie, but like I know that that isn't on the docket to talk about. But I right. feel like that. They can dabble in that potentially, yeah. but is the Ghostbusters a horror movie? Nah, nah. I mean, it's, they're gonna try. And but obviously, I know what like you mean a, by you know like I mean? the comparison of the future kinda, and spirits. I, mean, I feel trying like a lot of out. movies are have been trying to, um, or studios have been trying to do their own horror movies. You know, like Doctor Strange wanted to do horror movie, it didn't work out. They went a different way. Mm-hmm. New Mutants wanted to do horror, and then they it just didn't went work a out. whole different way. Yeah, so. I don't know. I just feel like... Well, actually, I mean, it kind of had horror elements to it. Those little... Yeah, it did get like, toned down, though, I think. Yeah. With it being PG-13, that just... Whenever anything horror is PG-13, it's not going to be great. It needs to be R. It needs to be R. The real horror was seeing Benjamin Pratt get freaking his spirit taken from his <laughs> freaking chest at the end of the movie. Anyways. Yeah, the movie uh, was conjuring. Decent. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys I rate it? it? What I, do you guys I, rate the I gave it. I gave it a seven point five. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it the same. And did you see it in the theaters? I saw it in theaters. I actually, went on a date. It was pretty no, cool. No, I, I went to go see. I saw that one at home. Okay. See, that's the thing. Like, we're in that in between right now, where it's like, do you see it at home or do you see it at the theater? Well, if it's at home and there's stuff, other stuff to see at the theaters that is not at home, mm-hmm. I'd rather go see what's in the theaters. And then I'll come home and then I'll watch The Conjuring. Because that's what I did. I was like, should I just watch both of them? And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to save some money and watch it at home. Yeah, I'm with and you I watched, I watched it at night. Um, I just wanted to, like, I guess, get the same environment that I would in theater. And mm-hmm. So it was cool. Mm-hmm. I do want to see it again because um, I just rewatched all of them. So I just want to see. I just want to recap, like, 
recap it and see, all right, this is where we're at. But yeah, it was pretty good, decent. Um, another horror movie that I didn't watch, but Sincere watched. Which for one? For us. Which one? Spiral. I guess it's not a horror movie, but... Yeah, look, man, so... Gore movie. Shout out Chris Rock. Shout out Samuel L. Jackson. Two of my favorite actors. Two of my favorite comedians. Um, the zebra? It's just not... <laughs> hey, man, you leave Marty out of this. <laughs> it's just... Why was it Ben Stiller in it? Just ben Stiller wasn't in the movie. Oh, I, oh, I see like, what you oh, mean. Man. In Madagascar. I was a bit... Hold on. No, time out. Time yeah, out. so basically Spiral, it's totally separate from the Jigsaw storyline. Mm-hmm. Completely its own entity. Um, it's pretty much 90 minutes of a rushed story. Basically, Samuel Jackson was the chief of police for this main precinct, which Chris Rock so happens to be a main detective in now. Samuel Jackson is retired, and basically all those people don't respect Chris Rock, but they respect him only. They they tolerate him more so because his dad happened to be chief of police way back when. That's all it is. Okay. And then next thing you know, somebody just start, starts killing off the cops one by one. Okay. And they just happen to leave Jigsaw as clues, except it happens to be a spiral. That's all it is. Um, I gave the movie like a six point five. Rushed. Um, do you want do you want me to spoil it or? Did, uh, no, you can just. So pretty much, um, it wasn't as gory or gruesome. Spoiler. Okay, sorry, it wasn't as gory or gruesome as the other Saw films, um, but it it was played off really well as far as. Pretty much how they try to play things out and the whole purpose behind the killer's intents. Um, but again, the main storyline of this corrupt precinct is basically. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's it's, what, it's just super rushed. That's what Saw that's what usually. That, that's, that's what Saw usually um, is like. They try to figure out who the killer he, is. The, no, well, the corruption. Ah. The, they use people who are corrupted. Like, I remember seeing one Saw where it was an insurance agency. That got put into the Saw game, but mm-hmm. because everybody at the insurance company was corrupt. Mm-hmm. And they did the same thing with cops. So they just okay. did that theme again. But so um, did my Chris question, Rock find his killer or did he? Yeah, the killer revealed themselves. They happened okay. to be somebody that was on kind of on Inspired front of the screen. By, by yeah, because it was a it was a copycat, but he didn't follow the actual. Yeah, rules, if you want right? me to spoil That's it, I'll just get through it because it's literally not that big of a like no, I'm good. I want to I kinda okay. I do want to watch it. But no, um it's it's kind of expected. That's all it is. The yeah. whole movie, okay. you can see it coming from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Very generic. Again, you can't piece together this intricate story in 90 minutes, which they tried to do. Was there any um, traps or deaths that you saw that you were just like, whoa, like that was imaginative or you were just kind of like… No. So oh, literally, really? all the traps were basically unbeatable. That's what pissed me yeah, off as well. Yeah, that's, because that's the thing. With, with Jigsaw, he gives you a way out. But I heard that this one isn't following… Jigsaw's rules. Yeah, it basically, a Jigsaw always made his games beatable. Like in Saw 5, I think it was, even that killer, the copycat, made things unbeatable mm-hmm. as to this one. Yeah. One of them was literally, <clears throat> um, he captures the guy in the, it's the first opening scene where he's in the train station. His um, his tongue is like uh, attached to this steel bar and you have to jump and your tongue's going to get taken out, but you'll survive. Mm-hmm. And basically, he couldn't get out of it. So, boom, he dies because the train hits him. Mm-hmm. Another one, they capture him. They put his fingers into this um, in, in this machine. And basically, he has to rip his fingers off to get out. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't happen, then he, it's going to— um, The water is going to fill up so much because he's in a tub where it's going to touch this electrical wire and then fry mm-hmm. him to death. Where he, okay. he got out, but he so, still died. So, my question, aside from the movie, 
How was the acting? Um, forced. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, Chris, well, Chris yeah. Rock and Samuel L. Jackson carried the whole movie because mm-hmm. they're basically. It seemed like they were working with amateur actors. Like everybody else beside those two are unknowns. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows these other actors. Which is usually with. Saw does. They usually don't get people who are known. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe just Samuel and Chris Rock were well, like because like out of their like place. when we first meet Chris Rock in the movie, he's being just regular Chris Rock. They're literally talking about how Forrest Gump is one of the greatest characters of all time because, well, Chris Rock's be dropping the M bomb too much, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. he's literally just being Chris Rock, being comedic, mm-hmm. and then after that, we don't see comedic Chris Rock at all anymore. It's just was serious it Chris was Rock. it Chris Rock's idea to do this, or was it? Like it was he 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 produced it, I believe. So yes, oh okay. But I'm pretty sure what happened was it could have been like a two hour movie, could have been like way more intricate with the storyline. But mm-hmm. COVID, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like the way you said you you talk about it, it's kind of like they just had to get. Whatever they had done and do whatever reshoots they can, and but it seems like that that movie wouldn't necessarily be affected by COVID because most of these traps are like it's one person that's in it, right? So you just have to capture. You would assume you would assume as soon as actor that's there. Well, that's if they even got to shooting it. But also keep in mind, there's a lot of flashbacks happening during this movie that piece together the 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 main story, which required a lot of people to be around. See, what I would like to see is the original Saw, and I know that he died, but like just somehow coming back. And then putting all of the copycats in, like, the Saw yeah. situation. Yeah, I mean… And being like, this is how you actually do the, it. The thing right. with Jigsaw is, like, even after he died, like, his plan was going That's because he had he had there, so many you know? apprentices. Like, and he had everything in place from the very start. And Well, that's why Saw 3 was cool, I think. I think it was that. Because Saw 1, Saw 2, he was, like, dying. And then you find out that it's, like, that he had an apprentice yeah. the whole time. And, well, he had okay. multiple apprentices. And the apprentices didn't apprentice. know about it. Yeah. Yeah, apprentice, if you will. And that that was that was pretty cool. I saw Saw 1 and 2. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll probably… Did you? I did. Hmm. This is before his… This sound very… His, that's cool to me. When I yeah, saw that, that Saw, a- I was very young. I probably shouldn't have watched it, but my dad rented it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my Rented? Aunt, yeah, I just remember the when when yeah. he just slammed the door and the, and like he was just screaming oh, because like, in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was probably yeah. one of the coldest ways to end the movie because the credits were just going and you could still hear him. And I was like, damn, yeah. like. I remember watching Yes Man because he watches movies and rents them, and then he's just like, "Your legs already just snap it in half already." <laughs> I love Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, all right, anyway, six point five. If you want our spiral, feel free, but save your money, y'all. Let me be the expendable income here. Dang. You said, what, 6.5? That's not bad. If you said 5 or 4. 6.5 because of Sam Jackson and Chris Rock. It would have been like a 5 without them. Cool. Okay. I think maybe it would have been better. Because, I don't know. So, um, let's also talk about the first movie that kind of got back into theaters, but also pushed heavy on streaming a week after, which is Army of the Dead, which I'm really excited to talk about. Okay. Um, I didn't fully watch the movie completely because your boy… Uh, there was a like, lot. There was a lot to catch yeah. up with. I I've mean, seen like three. So, seen it three times. Y'all feel free to do your that thing was, here. That three was, times. Yeah, that was the time. I think I went to AMC to watch it because mm-hmm. AMC had released it a week early, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a week early, which I was like surprised because I thought I didn't know Netflix was going to be dropping movies in theaters. Um, but I figured they're like, "Is Zack Snyder just put it out there? People Zach will Snyder. go watch it." Yeah, uh, we don't even have to do promo. He'll do it for us. Um, this is our first Zack Snyder film uh, since Justice League. Yes, since Justice League. 
So was it better than Justice League? Like the Snyder Cut? I mean, uh, they're just different movies. They're just, yeah, just different movies. Same aesthetic though. It's yeah. same aesthetic, uh, yeah. colors, shots. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, more of the way he wanted to do it. Yeah, I caught those very um, like orange vibes, kind of like when the with the Joker scene. That's mm-hmm. the kind of vibes I caught from it. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of post-apocalyptic. There's it, there's it some funny really, little Easter eggs in them. Yeah, it was like really, if you're watching the movie, it just looked dry. Like the movie wasn't dry; it just looked like they yeah. were, like it was just they, in a dry in, place in the desert. Yeah, they're yeah. in Vegas. Nevada. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like. He just really kind of captured the terrain really well. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave the zombies feelings, and, and feelings as how as in like some like, of, like like they wanted to start a family. Some of them were more evolved. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I like but that. I think it was in the beginning of the movie. Um, it shows how everything started, and it's pretty much like the military was escorting this thing out of Area Fifty One, and it got loose. So, I mean, I thought it was an alien. When they were talking about Area 51, I was, th- I was mm-hmm. like, isn't this like a zombie movie? Why are they mm-hmm. talking about Area 51? Right. But I kind of like that, though. Yeah. You know, because, like, we're talking about aliens and stuff like that in Area 51. But a government would have a zombie there. Exactly. A government would yeah. have all secret things in yeah. Area 51. They, they would put their evolved zombie there. Or, like, sub- yeah, like, it was a mistake that they made, and they have to keep it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's what you mean. You know, I like that. I felt and you can't like kill it, because like it's a bit, probably a billion-dollar project or something like that. A billion-dollar so, zombie? So, anyways, yeah, I got loose, and then it, that's when Vegas all got infected. Um, the thing that I liked about this movie, too, similar to The Conjuring, they pretty much showed what I thought the movie was going to be in the intro. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, they're... I thought all this was going to happen in the movie. Yeah. Like, throughout the movie, not just in the intro. Yeah. So, it was pretty much like they did two stories. Like, pretty much, people were getting rescued out of Vegas, and they were trying to put a wall around it. And then, later on, they were just going to nuke it. Um, But before they nuke it, it becomes a zombie heist, which is pretty new. I don't don't know if you guys have ever seen a zombie heist movie. No. No. No, Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I like that about the trailer. I was like, oh, cool. It's a heist. I'm like, oh, wait. They had to go through all these zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did. It, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I thought that it was going to be like while the outbreak was happening, the heist was trying to happen at the right. same time. Excuse but you. they made the outbreak happen in full like, from the jump. Yeah, yeah. and, it, and then, Vegas is already contained, right? Yeah, and all the zombies so then, are kind of trapped there. And it was cool, but then it, that just made me think like there is no amount of money that I would want to go back into that. That's you a know, lot of like, money, like. Nah, bro. Not with what was the, the whole zombie. It was like 200, 200 uh, million. Something like that. And what was their... Did they, did they specify the cuts? Yeah. Yeah, like everybody was getting like 15. Well, Batista was like... 15,000? Right, no, 15 mil. Oh. No, oh, yeah, it's Bat- Batista was like, all right, we're going to get the most and we're not going to tell what we're, we're getting from the cut. Oh, well, you know, it was just... Yeah, a, so he was like promise. Like some people went in there getting like 450,000. Like, yeah, and I'm just like, fam, like, there's no, 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 you're not gonna, no, you're not yeah. gonna pay me that. Like, that's just not gonna happen. So, for me, it would be more high stakes if the outbreak was uh, happening. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? But I don't think you would need money though, because that's the thing. Well, like, you're trying to get out, like, it's like a smart thing. It's like this outbreak is happening, so people were just gonna right. capitalize on it, but, um, you know, that isn't what happened. Yeah, no, but it, it had a little heart. To it too, like there were some people that were trying to get rescued, and they kind of figured out like, okay, 
the zombies aren't just here being aimless. Like they've taken control over Vegas. Yeah. Right. They know they have what a structure. They have. Yeah. They know what they're trying. A lot of them this, have a mind of their own, and they're actually dude had a, it, like one zombie had a helmet on, so you wouldn't be able to shoot him in the head. And he's like, "Oh, I'm a zombie. All zombie movies say headshots. Let me put on this helmet. Exactly. That's pretty gnarly. I like you know. That. Yeah. So, and you basically you put put together this rag tag team, but what was so crazy is that one of the actors um, was supposed to be in the film. Uh, oh, and they took uh, him out. Yeah, Chris they took him. Yes. Chris D'Elia? Yes. Okay. So they took him out because of the allegations that he that he had. Um, I don't know if they've been proven or not. Right. So yes, they respect have. it. Oh, they have been yeah. proven? Okay, so he's a sicko. Yeah. And um, so they took him out of the movie and they had to reshoot it with another actress. Um, and like, it was... It was real. I, I give it up to Zack Snyder. Man. I don't know like, how they did that. It like the fact he's he's realizing how to film like just in his room or in the house, right. like, just right. doing yeah. stuff and making it look seamless. Because Justice League was one thing where it was like okay, a lot of green screen and all this kind of stuff. Right. But he used it so well in this movie that I couldn't tell that they weren't I didn't know. interacting I, together. Like, he was yeah. like, it was working with the lighting and backlighting and people were forward and people were behind. And you just didn't know That's crazy. at what points they were reshooting everything. Yeah. And then I read about it after. It was crazy. Was yeah. Chris Delay in any of the trailers or no? He was in some I photos. Think he was early, going early to be. photos. Okay. Before the trailer came out, they reshot the whole movie. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, w- you know, without his character in it. So, like, there was dialogue that they had to take out, like, even by them, like, walking, like, side by side, yeah, like, they had to take it all out. Because yeah. like, I think he was going to be, like, sort of a main character. But, um, yeah, I, I had no idea until after the movie that he got taken Thankfully, out. Thankfully, the allegations or the the truth didn't oh, come yes. out after the movie because that yeah. would have tanked the movie. I mean, when you're doing a movie, you're in the spotlight. So, mm-hmm. if you're doing stuff like that, I mean… Well, thankfully for the Snack Snyder, it happened yeah. before yeah. the fact. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, even – and what I liked thankfully about the movie, too, is that – and what I appreciate from Zack Snyder is that he's always going to make it – like, he understands his his fandom now. He understands his power. Oh, he knows. So, he like, knows his worth. He can make whatever type of movie. There's going to be a cult following that just wants to go see it because he did it and wants his vision out there. So, like, with this movie, there's room for a sequel. And I don't know if he'll get one, but right. like the fact that he just kind of put it in there, Netflix, I, I, I appreciate. I think it. he will because it's Netflix. So well, he they, has a Netflix. Deal, how do they kind of so. put that in there? What do you? What do you mean? Well, like because the movie ends, but you know, like most zombie movies, like somebody else gets somebody bit. else got bit <laughs> oh and they escape. It's like and they got out. They escaped then, the nuke, and then you see it later on, and you're like, oh man. Now I don't know how long, how like. How he was able to last? Yeah, that's that what long. I was going to say. That was the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, because usually when was... you get bit, it's like within twenty minutes. You well, it's, well, yeah. in uh, in the World War Z, it's what twelve seconds. Yeah, it's, oh, it's quick. Yeah. Usually, like when you get bit, it's a quick process. But this guy got yeah. bit, and like two days later, he turned into a zombie. More than two days, man. He had to cross yeah, the desert a, and then go the to desert. a different state, and then get on a plane, and then go to Mexico, and then he finds out on the plane that like. Well, maybe you don't oh, yeah. start turning into a zombie until you find until out. Until you recognize bit. it. Until your brain. <laughs> He's like, like wait a minute. I got bit. Damn it. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like. Uh, that was pretty. It's kind of like glass. That's <laughs> like what he said. That was that was it. Just like I just. I, on that part, I was like, why didn't he just turn right away? Because Batista turned right away yeah. when he got bit. Sorry, uh, Batista, we just spoiled it for it's you. It's okay. But, <laughs> sorry. Batista's a zombie. He kind of looks like Drax, I'm assuming. 
No, no, no. It, it wasn't. We didn't get to see it. No. 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 Well, he pulled it even more. Yeah. Good. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You should have seen it already. This movie's on Netflix. It's all right. By the next time. No, sorry, guys. I got I got rid of my Netflix account. What? I I, I unsubscribe from Netflix. I'm not lying because I have Paramount Plus, which is one of the greatest things ever. I doubt. Oh, hold, it. On, hold on. I got hold Hulu. On. I got Maybe this is nah. Streaming wars? You. Is that what we're talking about right now? We'll 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 tease streaming wars, but just so you, just so y'all know, it's coming. Okay. But yeah, I got rid of my Netflix account. So sorry, y'all. Got rid of it. I actually, I, feel I, sorry I, for you. I, yeah. <laughs> feel, feel free to feel sorry for me. Okay. We're, we're going to table for you. this. We're going to table this because that's an interesting conversation. But either have. way, it's on Netflix. Um, if you and have Netflix, theaters. yeah, and if you have Netflix, there's no reason why you shouldn't have get my free pop because there's AMC. nothing. I mean, there's nothing else that's like, oh, I gotta watch that on Netflix. Other than that, they have a few. They got a few right now. I've it's seen this. I've seen a few recently. Catch me, catch me bigger. using my uh, my burner email for a free trial when Ozark Every, comes back. I'm with you on that. Yeah, Ozark. Um, um, so since we're kind of touching like on sequels, how this might have yeah. a sequel. A sequel finally came out well, that we've been anticipating. What did, hold on. What do you give the movie? Oh. Or what do you guys give the movie? Sorry, I forgot. Oh, um, I give it like, I give it probably like a seven, six yeah, point five. About, about like a seven. Six point five. Seven. And as I already know count because I didn't finish it. As so. far as a sequel, I think it will happen because this is a sequel or the same universe as Dawn of the Dead. I don't know if you remember that one. Where they're in yeah, the mall. It is? Yeah. Really? Yep. It was actually supposed to happen years ago, but it just fell through. But then Netflix got a hold of it. Nice. So, how does it relate to Dawn of the Dead? Then is it's the same thing? I think that just happened? the same zombies. Um, it this is probably before it happened. It could be mm. prequel. Um, that's just what I read. Huh. So, okay. I mean, that's the zombies are similar, but it is a different take. So it could just be yeah. like a reboot of it. That's well, interesting. It seems like the, that the, that the they're going to go to Mexico if they do do a sequel. So Ooh, that'd be we'll nice. see. It's a, it's a zombie multiverse, if you will. So, yeah, I like that. Not yet. I, that's what so I we wanted. have time traveling zombies. In oh that's what I wanted God. World War Z to be. But yeah, it was. It was Imagine cool. a zombie a with a Ben Ten watch. Just oh jeez, Ben Ten watch. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So sequels, a sequel that we've been anticipating for quite some time. Finally came one? out. Which one? A Quiet Place Two. Quiet Place Two. Shh. Oh my goodness! All right, child. The rest of the pod is that, ASMR. <laughs> that movie gave me so much anxiety watching it. Um. Okay. Like the point, right? Yeah. The use of sound, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me because I'm a dummy. I saw the movie in RPX, which is mm-hmm. supposed to be like the high def, <laughs> <laughs> but it, half of the movie's quiet. Yeah. But I heard. I You're felt like an extra money for silence, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Must be nice to be rich. No, um, you you got to hear uh, Beyond the Sea and no, and true, no, bro. <laughs> it it felt like I was like deaf. I I felt like I was hearing. That's cool. What then. she was hearing, kind of cool, because it was so crisp. With you hear like the vibrations of mm-hmm. like you know that's kind of what she hears. She kind of yeah. She doesn't hear anything, but she can feel the vibration, which kind of might translate to sound. I don't know. I'm thinking of it weird, but. Okay. I love how the rest of the theater was quiet with me. Mm-hmm. Yes, like nobody, nobody to. tried to make, make people funny. laugh. Nobody tried to make people laugh. No, like everybody respected how well put together this film was. Mm-hmm. And during the quiet scenes, everybody was dead quiet. Of course, that's what made it even more like, yeah. oh my goodness, what's going to so happen? So shout out to y'all like, you, for coming together. You're as just community. expecting something to 
scare you or jump out and scare you. Right. Yeah. Um, but there isn't really like too many cliche parts like that. There's maybe a few. I enjoy how original the film or this, I guess, um, franchise. The franchise, thank you. Um, kind of sets stuff apart. Trump. Yeah. Was it John Krasinski? John Krasinski. John Krasinski. My guy, yeah, Jim Helper. Let's go. It's cool yeah. too because uh, they kind of show, I mean, they did show how it happened before. Yeah, because I was like, he died in the first movie. Yeah, yeah so it's a. So, so this one is just more of an extended. So look. he's only in five to seven minutes of the film. Okay. Um, but it's for good reason because the um, other male lead that comes in is in that flashback. Yeah. And how they know him. Which is gotcha. uh, the guy, I forget his name. He's, he's, in, he's in tons of films. But he's one of those sleep like sleeper actors that like yeah. you you recognize him he by face. He knows the assignment. He exactly. He knows through. the assignment. Yeah. You recognize his face, but you do not know his name. Oh. Okay. Um Skywalker, if you want to pull that up. But yeah. um John Krasinski directed it. He wasn't supposed to. No, he, Cillian Murphy. It was Cillian Murphy? Yeah. Oh, that's fire. Scarecrow. Yeah. Cillian Murphy is super fire. Okay. Yeah, yeah he did, did really good. Oh yeah. yeah. Peaky Blinders. Peaky I've been blinders. wanting to see that. Yeah. Cillian Murphy, yeah. He's up there. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to get that Marvel. I want him Ooh. as Doctor Doom, bro. I like that. Be hard. Actually, I like that. Be hard. Um, it was just so well put together. From again, like I mentioned, he wasn't supposed to direct it. He didn't even want to write the screenplay. He was just like, "All right, let me write the screenplay because I don't want anybody messing with my franchise." Mm-hmm. Halfway through the screenplay, he's like, "You know what? If it, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna direct it." Mm-hmm. He made the call. He's like, "I'm directing the movie." Um, small cast per usual. There was more actors than the last one, of course, not just okay. the main four. Mm-hmm. Um, well, technically five until that baby lit up his rocket and killed himself. But wait, a baby killed the, himself in, in the first quiet oh, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, gotcha. Um, which but they it, even do a little callback to that. Yeah, they did a callback to it. Dang. They they come they come across as where he he died basically. Mm. Um, but it's also it, it shows a lot of character development without really even speaking. Right mm-hmm. from the daughter kind of taking initiative to wanting to follow her dad's footsteps, like this is my this is what my dad would do. This is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, the son kind of like if you remember in the first one, he's kind of like very scared, very yeah, timid. timid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's even more scared and more timid. Yeah, but he has reason for it now. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but something happens to him in the beginning of the film that kind of yeah, makes him like it. he made a lot of noise. Yeah, he made a lot of noise. No, no. Um, of course the baby, like they have to take care of the baby as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did they name the baby yet? I don't even know. Did they? I think they did. I don't remember though, because if they did, it was very quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't really highlight the baby too much or interact with it. It's there, but they're dealing with it so much. But like, um, all in all, it literally picks up right where it left off from the end of the film. Um, and then they they end up needing to find a new place to kind of go to because they kind of like destroyed their house because it was on fire in the last mm-hmm. film. Um, they leave. They end up. If you remember, they have the sand on the ground to kind of quiet their footsteps. Mm-hmm. Had to go along, and then they end up coming across Cillian Murphy, which happened to be one of their um, one of their friends because they grew up in a small town where everybody kind of knew each other, but everybody knew John Krasinski mm-hmm. because he was kind of a friend with everybody, kind of helped run the town type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, come across him. They both share the stories about how he lost his wife, and they let him know that her husband, that John Krasinski died, kind of break on the news, yeah. and then they say, "Hey, this this earpiece." We, we can save everybody and he's like yeah. no you don't pretty realize. much they're the only ones that know how to defeat these uh creatures mm-hmm. and it kind of nods to the fact that they're aliens yeah because at the beginning in the in the there's um, a meteorite it's a crashes. meteorite that kind of crashes down gotcha. where the first scene is literally the sun 
that is baseball game, and then you kind of see it coming from the sky. Yeah, everybody and no, just, just stops and goes home because yeah. they see the meteorite. Mm-hmm. And then that's when everything starts going down. Like as soon as the meteorite crashes, um, those things start. They just start everybody. coming out of everywhere, and it's, it's over after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. The movie itself, I thought it was going to be longer. Okay. I, I I kind of assumed that too, but in an hour and what thirty seven minutes, it it did what it needed to. Yeah, I just hate sometimes when you expect the movie to be longer and then it ends on a cliffhanger, or like mm-hmm. when a show ends like on a super bad cliffhanger. Right. Well, at least we're getting a third one, hopefully. More than likely, we will because um, if you're going to leave it on a cliffhanger, you better. Give yeah. Us so one. Yeah. basically, the the they come across a um, a radio where they find the transmission. What the transmission is just one song on repeat. Beyond one the sea is called Beyond the Sea, which is meaning there's an island of people still still alive. Meaning, go beyond the sea, and you're going to find us because those aliens happen not to be able to swim. Yeah, they can't. Swim. Gotcha. Yeah, so they they basically drown. So. Once they found out they can't swim, these people took refuge on there. So basically, when you hear beyond the sea, means go beyond the sea. You're going to find us. You can mm-hmm. live here. We have supplies. There's people here. You're not alone type thing. And oh, okay. what they wanted to do is once they heard the radio transmission, cool, we could put this earpiece on here, have it transmit, and then now everybody can protect themselves type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. during that time, the daughter and Cillian Murphy go without Emily Blunt, the two kids. Yeah. Um, so they're separated. At the end of the cliffhanger, they're, they're still separated, which leaves room for the third one, meaning she still needs to get back to the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully they can get to the island. Yeah. The, uh, that's, yeah. that's yeah. I think that would be the mission. Um, maybe they'll encounter military as well and tell them this is how you get rid of them type mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, if there's a third one, you kind of don't know where it's <laughs> headed. You kind of just know yeah. the goal would have to be getting the family all back together again. That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. But I, think, I, I, think I really tough. enjoyed it. I give it an 8.5. Okay. It's really well. And that's because I started in RPX and half of the movie silent. Yeah. I'd probably give it an 8. It was um, really well done. One that we've been waiting for a long time. Is it better than the first time. one? I still like the first one better. Mm, but I like the direction they're going in. Okay. Yeah. They both have their… They, they both have their um, strengths. Yeah. I, I think this one is a better utilization. I think for the first one, like… You don't really expect there to be a part two. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like okay with it ending where it ends. Um, and then part three, uh, part two, it's like, okay, there's going to be a part three. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it doesn't really cap off a story, mm-hmm. you know? Because, I mean, there's… It's like a transitional movie. Yeah, it's more like, all right, uh, get ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. But as for the first one, it was like, you know, that was it. You enjoyed it enough and it was good enough where it, it could have just ended there and yeah, that would have been fine. But mm-hmm. that's why I like the first one more. Um, but other than that, yeah, give it a, it's really good watch. Okay. Yeah, I hope you, I hope you enjoy it because I know you haven't okay. seen it yet. Yeah, I think I'll check like it out. It. Um, okay, last film. We all seen it, right? Yes. You didn't see it yet? You didn't see it? I didn't <sighs> see it yet. But it's, it's beautiful. Okay. It's you guys, amazing. You guys can talk about it Let's freely. Do it. It's okay. The, this one was my favorite one out of Bro, all of them. I just want to say Disney does it again. Glenn Close is she's Emma Stone, right? Emma Stone. Emma Stone, right? Yeah. That's actress. Cruella. Yeah. Emma Stone is giving Glenn Close the original Cruella Deville a run for her money. Really, bro? Is she played it so well where she's basically born for this role? I feel like, and I don't say that lightly yeah. for like any actor or I just actress. Think, yeah, I think it's because they rewrote the whole Wonder and One Dalmatians right. like okay. story. It's mm-hmm. 
it's not focused on the Dalmatians. It's literally focused on Cruella and where she's from and, you know, why she loves fashion and um, all that. You know, pretty much her mom. It basically literally shows her upbringing mm-hmm. up until losing her mom mm-hmm. to becoming a teenager and yeah. basically she running much, the streets yeah, became of became an orphan. Yeah. And then met her two henchmen mm-hmm. when they were young. So they grew right. up together just mm-hmm. being thieves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she wanted to be, she wanted to fulfill her her dream as a kid and be being a, a fashionista. Fashion designer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she gets entangled in the fashion world and um, such and such. And she pretty much the biggest fashion designer of the country hires her. And later on, she finds out that she's actually evil. I guess, because uh, you would think Cruella would be the villain in this movie, but she's actually very likable. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that she does where you, you hate her. You love yeah, her I th- for everything I, she I, does. I take it as like the, the killmonger syndrome where her her actions are very justified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything she does, there's a huge purpose behind it. Or like Maleficent. Exactly, just like Maleficent. Yeah. Or, where, or Yeah, or like Loki. You know, they're mm-hmm. giving the spotlight to the villain and you know, making him likable. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's going to be the one to help us mm-hmm. find the actual villain. And thankfully, they didn't kill any Dalmatians in this film. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. They did hint to... if they were going to do that... There was they, a call, they, yeah, they, there was a callback to There was it. a callback to wanting to turn the Dalmatians into a coat, but she was just joking mm. about it. Because um, even she, her henchmen looked at her like, are you serious? And she's yeah. like, I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. And then she actually does it where she makes a design looking like she their skin mm-hmm. as to where the other designer that she's against was like she killed my dogs yeah. but it's she, all, it's she all did back. steal Dalmatians from the main fashion person yeah so, cause that, those are like the dogs that she has right mm, so pretty much Cruella it's a, it's a double personality Emma Stone plays Cruella and Estella mm-hmm. Estella is is the little girl that lost her mom and became an orphan yeah right. and she's trying pretty much she was born with Black and white hair, but she has to um, keep it a secret so nobody knows who she is. Mm. So when she has red hair, she's Estella. Mm-hmm. And then when she's Cruella, she's a little bit more villainish. Mm-hmm. She's more rude. Mm-hmm. But when she's Estella, she's like really cool. She's a little bit more she's cruel, just able to, if you will. Yeah, she's just able to flip it on and off. And it's for a reason. Um, she finds out something later in the movie that affected her childhood. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like her. It's it's her coping mechanism, basically. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, even as a kid, um, her mom would be like, "If Cruella, her second personality, shows up, just tell her that you don't want to deal with her today. Mm -hmm. So, so that way she can be Estella, Mm. um, which is her real name. Cruella pretty much just becomes a stage name. Yeah, Yeah, Cruella is basically the fashion designer. She's Mm -hmm. the the marvelous designer exactly that's behind all these crazy designs and basically giving the um other designer a run for their money yeah and um she even gets the cruella deville tag as well oh yeah Yeah. and that's because she ends up becoming uh ends up getting a uh deville a coupe deville yeah which was cool and the one of the guys is like it's a devil like they spell it like devil yeah and the other guy's like it's pronounced deville she's like i like that Yes. Cruella Deville. Yeah, yeah, mm. but it's such a great movie. The man. movie itself is shot really well. It has a lot to do with fashion. It's not just like thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's based like I think in the 80s, right? In mm, London. Yeah, it's like early 80s London, mm-hmm. um, where there's not a lot of te- there's pretty much no technology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but everything's very media driven. Newspapers yeah. always covering everything, cameras yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's obviously instruments where you hear a lot of music come into play, yeah. which I love about the film as a well. A lot of eighties music, like yeah. the Rolling Stones, Bee Gees. They played Queen. Like it was, it was just Deep purple. Oh, okay, so. Every, everything about it really blew it, blew it out of the water. From mm-hmm. the 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 casting to the music that was used to the setup, and then there's pretty much like there's one twist, but there's technically two twists in one. That's why I hope for you to watch it. I don't, mm-hmm. We really don't want to spoil it. So, do um, you think that that the movie is gonna pull the the Oscar for best uh, costume design? It should. So yes. the only thing I've been hearing is that it's definitely not a kid's film, but it's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a bad film for kids, but it's very edgy. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. when it's, you hear Disney, 101 Dalmatians, yeah. Um, even then, because it's not PG-13, But even 101 Dalmatians was low-key. Like, the way that the way that the movie was made and animated, right? Yeah. it wasn't... Super, like I would say, it was edgy for that kind of animation. Right. You know, it was a little bit darker. You got the storms. You yeah, got the, the you type the of animation. Scary. Super scary it's type of thing. So yeah, I mean, I I feel like the whole Wonder and One Dalmatians universe isn't. It's you can't really Disneyfy it mm-hmm. to like Disney-fy it happy-go-lucky like type thing. Like as much as Disney would want to, it's literally impossible to turn Cruella Deville or any other character. I mean, that's. Kind of like the main character in 101 Dalmatians, Cruella that's DeVille. True. Yeah, so that's the only thing is I've been hearing people complain that it's too edgy or I don't want to take my kids to see this because it's too scary or she's mm-hmm. drinking in the movie where literally all she does is she's drinking a bottle of cognac. That's mm-hmm. it. It's nothing like oh, yeah. super crazy. She's, that. Yeah, that's pretty much all it is. Um, but aside but from age, that, right? so. um, I don't think, yeah, she is of age. It doesn't specify, but yeah, she's mm-hmm. of age. Um, yeah. But I gave it a, I gave it a nine, man. I give it a nine. Really? It was almost no, damn near yeah, perfect. I'll give it a nine. Is um, it is it one of the one like and we can probably do these rankings I, later, but as far as live action I'd say it's probably Disney. my favorite it's Disney live action. Definitely top three live action. Mm. Definitely I, top three. I can't think of any other Beats live action. Aladdin? Yes. Oh, topped Aladdin. Easy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen Dumbo though. I've heard that one. I've never seen Dumbo sad. either. Um I think Pinocchio is coming next. Oh, Tom I hope Hanks. so. That's Geppetto. I love Tom Hanks. Yeah, I don't know. I really sus. liked it. Emma Stone really did good. Mind your business. I like that I there was <laughs> there were some um, there's some extra dogs that weren't Dalmatians in the movie. Okay. Um, and that I thought that was interesting. I guess like there were one was Emma Stone's or Cruella's pet, which was like a I don't even know what kind of dog it was. It mm-hmm. looked like just a mix of some yeah. Dogs. She just stumbled. She found him when he was a puppy, mm-hmm. and she uh, when she found him, he was an orphan just like her, which is why she yeah, took him yeah, in. Yeah. And then the the other dog was a Chihuahua that helped them with their heist. Yeah, it was one of her henchman's really cool. dogs, and he that dog was basically kind of like a. Well, he had an eye patch. What's the monkey's name in Aladdin? Like blacking, blanking out. But Abu. Ka- Apu. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like, like Abu. That. Not a poo, Abu. that's Simpsons. A poo, yeah. yes. Literally just kind of like that where he's a sidekick, yeah. help you steal jewels, that kind of stuff. That's cool. Um, yeah. But the only reason it, only reason it got <laughs> only reason it got a nine is because um, as the film carries on, you kind of see that twist actually happen. Like if you catch it pretty good, like we're pretty observant when we watch films. So mm-hmm. I actually saw that I, twist coming. I, yeah, I caught it early. I just didn't know. When it was going to kick in or how it was going to kick in. Yeah, and the, and then the way they executed the twist was done really there's well. Actually, was, yeah, yeah, there's actually a lot of action in the movie. Okay. 
which is what I liked as well. You know, it wasn't and mystery. It was like an action mystery fashion movie. I don't know. It was a lot of things, but I enjoyed it a lot. I would watch it again mm-hmm. in Definitely. theaters. Yeah. Um, yeah. What'd you give it, Skywalker? Okay. I gave it a nine. Nine. Yeah, nine. nine. Cool. All right. I'm glad yeah. we agree. I mean, we've had similar ratings. I mean, the movies that have come out, they're not bad movies. They're not like, damn, I wish I got my money back. Like, there's little things that no, no, I wish could have got changed. But Maybe. I, I, I mean, I, I haven't you. seen that I get one, you. so. <laughs> One thing about that. one thing about all these films, though, which I want to kind of highlight, um, which I'm glad a lot of people are catching on to once again, because what I'll talk about is the music selection. Yes. From um, again, if you guys don't know, I like touching base on diegetic and non-diegetic sounds. Diegetic is basically sounds that are within the universe mm-hmm. that obviously the characters here as well. Nine di- non-diegetic is more so. Hey, I'm gonna throw Queen over this this heist to give it energy. Yeah, that's more so what I like talking about. But all of them had a great score. All mm-hmm. of them had a great um, original soundtrack. It's slush. the return of the soundtracks, man. It's the return of the soundtracks. I mean, if you can, back. if you can play. My bad. If you can play music at a, at a proper time and and it fits. And it it like livens the scene, or mm-hmm. it gives it some type of feel. Mm-hmm. Then, then why not do it? You know, people like Zack Snyder are doing it. John Krasinski's doing it. Yeah, um, Disney's doing it. Surprisingly, Disney. I don't like they went out of their way to get all the licensing for these eighties sounds, and they use hits. Yeah, too paid like, a lot of money. Paid a lot of money. Like I enjoyed they watching made a lot it of money. because when the music would play, I would be singing along. Like, oh, I, yeah. I love this. I love this song. You know, awesome. It also makes me wonder if Disney, if they put up the bag to be able to use this film whenever they need it. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like instead of just using it just for one movie, like I wonder if they pay an extra bag. Like, hey, if I want to use this again in a later film, oh, the song. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think you got to pay every time. Yeah, I but think, I think Disney had Disney's in the music industry as well, right? Yeah. So you know they it's have easy. they have context. And nobody's they, gonna. I mean, if I mean a lot of these '80s people that are still around, they're not gonna say no. Like that's money, and especially from gonna Disney. Give you, yeah, they're gonna be like, yes, whatever oh, Disney use your for, use it, please use it, yeah. because yeah. that's just gonna get me more money. More people are gonna stream this. More people are gonna want this. Da, I actually, da, da. I did stream some '80s music. There you go. Later that day, so. There you go. I lo- yeah, bro. I just bu- I just bought my uh, Bohemian Rhapsody vinyl. So I mean, the that next, movie that's dope. Uh, the next uh, soundtrack is probably going to be Space Jam. <sighs> How oh, you feeling man. about it? I don't know if the did you hear soundtrack the Kirk- is going to be good. Did you hear the Kirk Franklin uh, little, little baby, baby song? Yeah, I don't yeah. want to. I did, but I mean that song is whatever. It's cool. It's the first single though. That's why I bring it yeah, up. Yeah, but the Saint John and SZA song. That's, that's yes, I listen to it. I just don't fire. like. I just don't like the. Collaboration of Kirk, Lil, Lil Baby, Baby and Kirk, Kirk Franklin. Franklin. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. And Why then, not, man? Uh, it just doesn't <laughs> seem like it. Like they could have still used Kirk Franklin just with somebody else. Not with Lil Baby. Just now. Who would you want to see with Kirk Franklin? Don't say um, Kanye. I think Travis Scott would have been cool. Yeah, I like that, bro. You're not too far off. No, yeah, Lil, Lil Baby. Lil Baby. Consi- considering that <laughs> Travis, Travis Scott, yeah, if, like, if it's somebody of that caliber, at least let it be somebody a little bit well known. Lil Baby's Lil well-known. Baby's the hottest rapper right now. I don't know if you know. No, I know that. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I just don't. It just didn't seem. I feel like Dub Baby would have been hilarious. Oh my. Let's Kirk go. Franklin. Not even that. One. That, <laughs> was, that was Kirk Franklin. Jeez. Oh man. Um, but I mean, at least uh, Travis Scott has been 
in several soundtracks. You know, I mean, little baby's he getting has. his bag right now, man. Jeez. He's getting it. He's getting it right now. Wait, yeah. can we can we quickly touch base on music news with all these things that just got announced Festivals this past week? Festivals are back, yo. Yes, thank you, bro. This day in Vegas lineup is the most insane lineup I have ever seen in my life. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people are hyping it up. Yeah, yeah, you're damn I feel right. Like they're hyping it up. Too it's much. too like, much. It's hype. not the craziest. Lineup so, so, okay, I've ever so seen do you think it's nah. do you think day in Vegas is being hyped fun. up because this is fun. the first? Well, yeah. Technically, it's going to be the first major festival besides. Well, it's technically before. Um, no, life is rolling beautiful. loud. Life is beautiful. Already life is announced. beautiful. Yeah, but life is beautiful doesn't have that great of a lineup. I feel this year. I mean, it's a decent. It's, it's lineup. Just, I feel like the the way they do their lineups is usually like EDM with the mix of. That's the thing. I love. That's yeah. Culture. That's why I love Life is Beautiful. But either way, I'm very excited for Dane Vegas. Um, but it, all it festivals are back because I got my Coachella email. Um, I got my Rolling Loud ticket. I might get my Dane Vegas ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna hit any festivals. I've, I mean, I haven't hit festivals, and I've never hit Coachella Day in Vegas, Rolling Loud, any of those. That's because you're always in the they desert. Seem Most fun. of them are in the desert. They seem fun, but I don't know. I'm just not like a fan of, I guess, seeing all these artists in one place because I feel like it's not the same. You know, I feel like it's gonna be very. It's very rushed. It's like, all right, once you're off the stage, like get off. Like you know, like we need. We need to set up for the next one. Right. I feel like the crowd just isn't in it. They're more like they'll be at the the Kendrick stage two sets before he's supposed to perform, just because they want their spot, you know. Uh-huh. And they're yeah. not into the last two acts, but you want to see the last two acts so before me, that. And me, it's just not ha- the same have vibe. You, have you haven't been to a festival? I've been to festivals. Yeah, okay. I've been to Fyf, and okay. that's how it I was. I remember that for you. Yeah. For for Tame Impala, I wanted to be that was on Frank headline last, no, right? Or no, 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 that no. was the one before. So I, when I went to FYF, I wanted to see Tame Impala, mm-hmm. and the way they did it was Tame Impala and then Kendrick, mm-hmm. which I think it should have been flipped because mm-hmm. Tame Impala was a band and mm-hmm. like their right. setup Agreed. and then tear down takes way long. Agreed. Um, but people were at the Tame Impala stage like for. Three sets already. Like people were waiting. There was literally like a wall that you couldn't cross, mm-hmm. and everybody was there for Kendrick. But as Tame Impala would play, n- like people didn't know who Tame Impala was. Yeah. was right. So it was like it kind of just it throws def- off the vibe. It, it definitely depends on the festival. It depends on on where the lineup is, and like you have to go to a festival if you're going to, for one act. Don't go. Yeah. You know, like right. you, you're, and that's you're going the thing for the for, for the whole experience. Because yeah. Tame Impala's headlining life is beautiful. Right. And the, you know, they have Meg the Stallion and which could be a similar situation now. Tame Impala is at a point right now where they're headlining. Like they're gonna be the last they're one. They're the headliner. Yeah, they're the headliner. Um so like it just depends. But honestly, like the best thing about festivals isn't the headliners at all. Mm-hmm. It's all of the undercard. Yeah, exactly. And like seeing yeah, and seeing the, like artists that you've never Yeah, one of the best about. undercard days for Day in Vegas was the last day for me. Where yeah. I was like, that would probably be the most worth it. It looks to crazy. See. Well, my whole thing with, with festivals is just like, at least especially them coming out, there was a lot of work that was put in by people during COVID. Right. And they got out to a lot of people. So we're getting an entirely new... Yeah, under experience. you know experience with all of these right. new acts like there's so many new acts that are going to get the opportunity um i'm really excited to see yeah that, i mean even with know, the gap just kind of see who's who's with the gap that hit i know there's going to be a lot of people that have never been on a festival lineup that yeah release music through the pandemic right or mm-hmm. got 
you know, caught flame through the pandemic. And now that we're out of it, it's like, all right, let's get them. That you know? makes me excited for the uh for the low for the undercard though. Yeah. Because like say that's us in that position, right? Mm-hmm. The gas that's provided, like the fuel of these headliners, mm-hmm. is going to even elevate that experience. Oh, one hundred percent. They're mean? getting at least two times the amount of people that are going to go see them because people are just trying to be yeah. outside. And you know, yeah. it's, it's going to be the same thing with Coachella when they get their lineup together. Um, so you know, I th- I think with all of that being said, I still think that day in Vegas is a little bit hyped up. Like all those artists, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've seen them. Um, I feel you. Like you know, uh, but also you, you're so, an avid festival goer. Yeah, so it's I like, get you. I, I, I kind of know what the set is going to be like unless they drop an album from now until then. Yeah, you know, and well, obviously, like Tyler, like we just talked about this before the pod. Tyler, yeah. well, Tyler's, Tyler's most likely going to drop an exactly. album before that, so that's cool. We heard the snippet. It sounds like Igor, which I liked. Like his set at Camp Flog now was it's great. insane. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And then he also performed a day in Vegas as well, and I saw him there, and that was great. So, um, you know, he, he like, artists that are going to put a lot into their set, I'm totally down for. If you're just going to come out with your hype man and Let's rap, go. rap, you know, along with, with the song, like, yeah. you know, for the whole time. I get you. I don't care about all that. But yeah. put on a show, and I'm there, you know. Right. And, and that's what we kind of get from these festivals. But, you know, all these artists are going to be using these videos yeah. with all their crowds. And it's like, bruh, Kendrick was coming on <laughs> right after you like that's not your crowd <laughs> yeah you know I'll, I'll only go to these festivals if somebody gives me a free ticket I feel like that's I, I just don't want to pay for like like Narek said I feel like I have seen a lot of those people and yeah. if I do want to see them I'd rather go see them on their, on their tour. tour yeah I, I I can agree with that because my the festivals I'm going I'm going with either family or close mm-hmm. friends so it's still be, a fun experience. Being able, you know, yeah, it's a fun experience, but spending it, it with people is you know. It's a fun experience. Like, well, because like vlog, last vlog, no, I was mm-hmm. I got to chill with Narik for a little bit. Yeah, that was fun. And that going to a festival with a friend or a close friend or someone you know and enjoying that experience together is always it always elevates it no matter what because yes, it's absolutely. your own individual experience. Absolutely. Um, but is are you guys hyped for any specific festival coming up? Or are you guys kind of just like um, you want to see what's gonna happen? I mean, I, I'm still a little weary, honestly, man, about being around crowds like that. I feel like you. I'm still like, okay, we're gonna see. I don't know if I'm gonna be working any festivals this year. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of like. I'm going to just see, man. I'm going to just see. Yeah. But if I was hyped for anything, uh, definitely hyped for Coachella, man. Like, Coachella's just, Coachella's year, just different. It's just a different It's just a different energy. It's the, it's the festival. It's the perfect time of year in the perfect location. Easter it weekend, just, baby. It just feels great yeah. being in the green area of those Coachella. Pol- those polo fields, bro. Fire, bro. People be sleeping on them. Everybody thinks it's literally in the desert. Those polo fields save lives. Yes. Yes, what, they do. What, so. what I'm waiting for Start. is like indie, more indie festivals, I guess. They're going to pop up. They just yeah. can't meet. Like right now, Live Nation needs the money. Yeah. they're like, right. Which is understandable. This. Like yeah. this whole day in Vegas thing, like it's just one big money grab for people Yeah, that... You know, for the, the indie festivals aren't going to come themselves. until next year. Like, I can't right. wait for something in the water. Yeah. Like, you know, Pharrell's festival next year. Like, I was actually well, even, even our crazy. own um, like Thought Fest. Thought Fest is coming out soon. Yeah, too. shout out, shout out, sixty East. Shout out, my guy, um, sixty man putting the Thought Fest together. I think he just released the initial the launch. Lineup. Yeah, the, the launch, launch party have yeah. MC Supernatural, a legend, fire um, headlining. So that's going to be awesome. And uh, Supernat is, you know, a pillar of the community around there. He's, like, been around in Pomona and stuff. If you guys 
are are in that area. He's always rep for for the IE um, just in being here. So I think that that was a really really cool um, and just smart headliner to grab. You yeah, know, definitely for, for this. So you know, we're gonna see. I, I I'm I hope that people aren't going back to doing shows the way that they did before the pandemic. Um, it's gonna be hard. I think like, I don't think a lot of people. I'll, know what I would say even it's doing. Like, I don't think people know what they're doing, and, and it makes yeah. me upset because it's like all these people are gonna get back to having 10, 12 shows every weekend that they're gonna expect people to go to, yeah. and it's like they don't have a plan. There's nothing in it for the people that that are going. The artists aren't prepared. You know, because no one's been practicing through COVID or right. anything like that. Everybody's out of breath. Everyone's, yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. And then people are rapping over their vocals. And you can call me a hater all you want, but it's just like, elevate the show. Yeah. I hope that everyone took from COVID, I need to elevate the show. And if they're not elevating the show, don't have a show. Like and that. Well, that's just because, like, again, everybody that watches us knows that we're IE natives. We've kind of been here, and so we know we have the high expectation because we're artists ourselves. So I, I get what you mean. Yeah, even so, in L.A., it's just like, don't have, or in San Diego, I know that they got homies down in San Diego as well. Like, come together to put these shows on. Mm. Don't just take it upon yourself, oh, I'm going to just throw this show on this random date and expect no. everyone to come out and support you. Yeah. Like, come together, say, hey, I have this idea. Hey, I have this venue. Hey, I want to do it like this and bring in the the right amount of people so that it can be the best show possible um, and leave that date open so that everyone could really like yeah. capitalize on it. So those are my yeah. two cents. Yeah. I'm ready to just bring back Leap Fest, man. But that's for another pod. Hey, we'll man. talk about that. We'll, we'll, yeah, we will definitely Isn't talk about that. Isn't that every four years? Nope. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I am not waiting till another Leap Year. I miss I miss throwing shows and you I might miss... need to man. That like imagine where we're gonna be in four years. Imagine how crazy Leap Fest would be. Yeah. Mm, true. You know? We'll see. You know? I mean, there's gonna be a lot of things to be continued. Don't speak into existence, sir. Okay. Knowing that we're gonna be famous one day. <laughs> Hopefully, we can't be famous without all of you who have been listening to this Soundflick one uh, more podcast. episode, y'all. Yes, we are at episode, episode forty nine. Oh, yeah, we're at episode 49, getting ready for episode yes, sir. 50. 50. 5-0, not the cops. Oh, my God. Uh, once again, sorry, um, I, I, I'm, sure, up, I'm sure I speak for for myself, my Skywalker, and sharp, I'm sorry. that your pen's always sharp, sir. Give yourself more credit. <laughs> You're just tired. It's been a long week. Been a long uh, week. We, we can't thank y'all enough. Uh, we look forward for the next, um, I guess if you want to call it a season, the next phase that Soundflex kind of going. Um, with that being said, we have tons of things planned such as more guests, such as more sounds, such as just things coming from us individually and mm-hmm. being able to make this like something that we all come together to do. Because again, myself and Arika Skywalker all are great in our own perspective worlds and the things we do in our artistry, but coming together to be able to talk music and movies um, kind of just ends up highlighting like everything we love because it kind of brings it back to the roots, I feel like. Um, that being said, this has been episode 49. Year. Peace. Powered by our friends at Productive Culture. Yes, sir. If you guys do not know, you can actually start your own podcast. Tell Tariq, them. Let's tell them how to do it. Okay. Go to ProductiveCulture.com backslash or forward slash. Backslash. Backslash. Backslash podcast. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not tech savvy. Mm-hmm. Backslash podcast. Once again, ProductiveCulture.com backslash podcast. Yeah. You're going to go and inquire with them. Let them know that the Soundflick boy sent you. Yes. We'll, we'll hook you up. They'll hook you up. 
And um, go buy some merch. Go buy some merch from them. Um, support essential workers still by watching Essential Saturdays. Support local. Support us. Um, if you are a local artist, a local business, and you actually want to be on the podcast, or if you would like part to— Part of the SoundFlick team. Yeah, exactly. Being a part of our community, which we love doing— um, we're going to be posting something soon when it comes to ads and being able to have some guests on. Please hit us up. Inquire with us. Um, we will send you that information. But we cannot grow without you. And we look... Well, yeah. We can't grow without you guys. We we love having you guys a part of our community. Yes, sir. Um, we, we, we grow with you guys and you grow with us, which yep. we love the most. Um, so, once again, my name is Ace Sincere. Skywalker Mike. No, Rick, that's cool. This has been Southlake Podcast, episode 49. Thank y'all so much. Bless up. Peace.